0: So when I, I planned this message some time ago, I didn't know it would coincide with uh, my brother being ordained. But the title of this message is, i believe it when I see it. <laughs> so you see, even God has got a sense of humor. And I know we all sometimes say, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Because we maybe don't have eyes to see what God would have us to see. This is, this is a first part of a three-part series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm going to hopefully show you that you have the desire to understand what the Holy Spirit can be and will be in your life. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. It's the way I felt about the Holy Spirit when I was younger. But the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Old Testament. A lot, of, a lot of people think that the Holy Spirit is just a New Testament thing, but it's not. Uh, listen to what the psalmist has to say. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. And if I make my bed in the depths, you're there. You see, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. You you can't define or confine the Holy Spirit. It runs from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations. Here's what uh, the book of Genesis says. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I want you to know that the Spirit of God... While the earth was void, the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. Uh, My son and I were fishing one day in Spruce Creek near the railroad trestles. And we were in a canoe. And it was a beautiful, quiet day. It was just he and I fishing. And a train was coming. You could hear it far off. And we're sitting there and there's no tide, there's no movement, everything is still. And as the train came, you could feel the vibration. And you could begin to see the water tremble as the train got closer. I want you to know that God hovered over the earth and the waters. And a picture is of A bird hovering. I've uh, been with somebody in this room that flies a helicopter who has hovered. And uh, I want you to know that this picture of being in a helicopter and hovering has nothing to do, has no comparison to what God would hover over the waters of the earth. And it was the Spirit of God that was doing it. Psalm 33, 6 says this. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. All these words in Psalms. I can't can't go from your spirit. The spirit of God was hovering. And the heavens were made by the breath of his mouth. These are all the same word. The word is a Hebrew word, ruach. Even when you say it, ruach. Ruach, Ruach means spirit of God or wind. It's got some more meanings we'll get to in a minute. Wind of heaven or breath of air. This word Ruach is mentioned 400 times in the Old Testament. So I want you to know that the Holy Spirit of the New Testament is mentioned over 400 times in the Old Testament. I believe it when I see it. I want you to know in God's word, it's there. The same word. Genesis 2.7 says it like this. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. It's the first, first instance of CPR in the Bible. I want you to imagine God getting the dirt of the earth and forming it together and breathing life into it. The Holy Spirit is life-saving. The Holy Spirit is life-giving. The Holy Spirit is life-creating. The book of Job says it like this. The Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Ruach. Wind. Ruach. Hovering. Ruach. Creating. Genesis also says this. As uh, as Noah went into the ark... And as the waters flooded the earth and Noah floated, it's recorded as this. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock in the ark. And he set a wind over the earth and the waters receded. That wind is Ruach. That wind is the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Hovering over the waters in the beginning, blowing the waters away for life. It almost sounds like this Holy Spirit, this Ruach, is a helper. This is what Isaiah says. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David and in the line of Jesus. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. It says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom, of understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. He delights in his fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. Nor decide by the hearing of his ears. It's talking about Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ will be led of the spirit. And so will those of us that will allow it. The book of Joel even talks about it. He says, and afterwards I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit on those days. It's Ruach. And when you dig down a little deeper in the word Ruach, It means the Spirit of God. It means inspiring prophecy, imparting warlike energy. You are going to need the Holy Spirit in order to make it through your day. It says it endows various gifts. It gives the energy of life. And it is the Shekinah, or the dwelling of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in you if you've given your life to Christ Now, the New Testament talks about it in Matthew 1. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. It's a Greek word now, but it's the same spirit. It's a life-giving spirit. God hovered over the waters. God breathed into man. God blew the water away from Noah and the Holy Spirit came to Mary and Mary had a question. In Luke one, she says this, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy one who was born to be called the son of God. And it's even further, this Holy Spirit. I want you to know it's so concise in the scriptures. It says this in Luke 1. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transfers. It has no barriers. The Holy Spirit goes where it wills. This word in the New Testament, the Greek word is... Panuma. Pneuma. Sound familiar? It's where we get air and air pressure. It means the third person of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're one. They're the Trinity. The Bible doesn't use the word Trinity, but it's very clear about who the Godhead is. And this word pneuma means a movement of air, the breath of God, life-giving power. It's even mentioned in the book of John. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You see, John came and was baptizing for repentance of sin. And Jesus came for eternal life, for the filling of the Spirit. John 3, 8 says this, The wind blows where it pleases. You hear it sound. You can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone born of the Spirit. You think about these hurricanes that we've had. Standing outside your house or inside your house. Listening to the howling wind. You couldn't see it. You really didn't know where it came from or where it went. But it had power. It had earthly power. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit has spiritual power. Everyone is born of the Spirit. You see, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not real. Think about the Bluetooth going on in here right now. You know? We've heard some cell phones. There are cell phones blasting through here. The signal is everywhere. You don't know it, but on these buildings, we have what's called nano beams. And these nano beams shoot internet connectivity between our buildings. You can't see it. You can stand right there and look at the nano beam, but it brings power into this building from that building and that building to that building. You see, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it isn't real. I want you to think about forgiveness. You can't see it, but it's real. Or how about love? Or how about hate? Or unforgiveness? How about the union of a couple as they live together? what they feel in Luke 3 it says this John answers saying I'll indeed baptize you with water but one mightier than me is coming whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire cleansing fire in Acts it says this in Acts 2 and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance The Spirit will give you things that you've never had before. The Holy Spirit will empower you with things you've never heard before. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. John 14. uh, Pastor Mona talked about John 14 this morning. I'll get a further piece of that. John 14, 15 through 17 says this. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another helper. That he may be able to abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells within you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit wants to come into you. But there's only one way that can happen. Pastor Frank mentioned it this morning. That's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. This helper that is talked about, It's called a paracletos. It's a Greek word. It's an advocate. It's a comforter. Plead your case before a judge. The Holy Spirit's an intercessor with God. So we've got Ruach, Numa, and paraclete. Hebrew, Greek, and the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is as real as you will let him be in your life. If you don't want him in your life, he won't come. And the way you've got to let him in your life is through Jesus. There's only one way to get the Holy Spirit. You can't get it because you're good. Or bad. It's through belief in Jesus Christ. We don't war against flesh and blood. So this week. Let me ask you this. Is there one area. In your life. Just one area. Where you need help. You need a hand up. Just one area where you could use some help. You see, the Holy Spirit is a helper, He wants to help you. And there may be something that you can't do, but He can. Let me ask you this simple question. Do you know and do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? It's the first step in getting the Holy Spirit. As you accept Jesus Christ in your life, the Holy Spirit comes with Him. He lives in you. My hope is That you have given your life to Christ. My hope is that if you have given your life to Christ, that you'll realize just today with this short piece on the Holy Spirit, we're going to do more pieces on the Holy Spirit of how to get it and what's in it for me. Because that's what everyone wants to know what's in it for me? The Holy Spirit wants in you. Let's pray. Dear Father, uh, we thank you. Father God, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus and that your son Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit could come and reside and live in us. Father, I thank you today for the power that the Holy Spirit has. And I ask, oh Father, anyone that hears this right now that does not know you would just simply turn and ask for your help. Your helper and those here that know you, God, for something that they need help on this week. that They would ask you, Holy Spirit, I need help with this today. In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Now, now, what we're going to do next is uh, we're going to have communion as part of this. Holy Spirit. Uh, series. And we're going to pass out thank you, the juice and the bread and dear Father, uh, we thank you today for your son Jesus Christ. we thank you for his body and blood in Jesus' name. Now, as you get the elements, if you'll just hold them please. You know, um, it was Passover and the night before Jesus was taken away, he was with his disciples in the upper room and and they were having the last supper, the first communion. And and Jesus, while he was in that upper room with them, what, what he did is he breathed on them. He breathed on them and said, accept the Holy Spirit. You see, the very night that Jesus was betrayed, the night before this series of events were just unstoppable going forward, as he was having communion and being with the disciples, he was then giving them the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. 50 days later after 40 days of Jesus being uh, back on the earth 10 days after he went back but don't neglect to know that as you take communion today as you partake of the blood and the body of Jesus symbolically that that same Holy Spirit is right now warning Jesus if he were here he'd say I breathe on you the Holy Spirit on the night he was betrayed he took the bread and he broke it he said this is my body that's broken for you do this in remembrance of me that very night took the cup. and said, this is the blood of the New Covenant, the New Testament. My blood was shed for you. Drink in remembrance of me. Now, if you'd like, we have those that will pray for you up front. Our altar ministry prayer team, you'll be up you'd like please join us and if not thank you all for being here for the ordination of frank thank you for accepting him into this ministry may you be blessed my brother god bless you guys you are free to go this is pastor louis i hope you've enjoyed the message today and i hope that it has encouraged you if you need any further information about the message or our ministries, Please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 10:30 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at theLivingCornerstone.org. Be blessed.